0: Is the Good Advice Show. We're tuning into another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Welcome to the show today. I'm Blake Benz. I'm the host of today's episode and the podcast. I don't know why I said that like this is the only one that I do. (laughs) I'm the host of the entire podcast and you're tuning into another episode of the show. If you're a first time listener, this is the show where we try to bring you some good advice, those actionable, tangible things that you can take and apply to your business. This is the place we do it. And so thank you for tuning in today. Before we jump into today's conversation, I want to tell you a little bit about the guest we have today. Today's guest is Victor Worley, who's one of the founders of Pinnacle Advisors. Victor is a financial consultant, he's also a forensic economist, and we're going to be talking today about the state of today's financial world. Things like, are we in a recession? What should you be thinking about, especially if you're a business owner? Is this a time to panic and freak out, or are there some things that you can be doing today that set you up for the future? All that and more is on today's episode. Of course, before we dive in, let's hear about one of the amazing businesses we like to advertise. Check this out. We'll be back soon. Have you ever been in that situation where you're talking to a prospective customer and they say, hey, so what exactly is it that you do? Have you ever felt that sense of panic as you wonder, well, geez, what do I say? What do I do? Or maybe you say some things that you feel like in your head was very clear and concise and then you realize you've been rambling for five, six, seven minutes. See, we've all had the pain of knowing that what we sell is amazing And yet if people don't fully understand it, if they don't get it, they're not ever gonna buy from you. More importantly, your impact will never be fully realized if you're not being totally and completely understood. That's why I trust Zach Messler to help me turn my message into something that can be perfectly understood. He's the best in the business for helping you communicate why your product is so amazing And that's why I love recommending him on the podcast. You can find out more at ZachMessler.com. There'll be a link in the episode description for you to check it out. Stop wondering if your customer's getting it and instead be perfectly understood. Victor, it's great to have you here today. Thanks, Blake. Uh, I'm glad to be here. I really appreciate it. Now you are a partner with Pinnacle Advisors. Uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what your business does. Yeah, so um,
1: uh, like you, I'm a I'm a native Arkansan. Uh, lived in the in the state my entire life, different parts of the state. Um, and uh, after college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I, yeah, yeah. Normal story. Right. Yeah. Uh, I got a job in banking and I figured out two things very quickly. Uh, Number one, that um, working with people and money, uh, the intersection of people and money was really where I was supposed to be. That was really my calling. But um, but I also figured out that I needed to work for myself because I I have an, an independent streak as as wide as the state of Arkansas. And and i really struggled uh you know in in the banking environment and there's nothing wrong with the banking environment it just wasn't for me and so i i left at 23 years old and started uh, a financial uh coaching and consulting firm um pinnacle uh you know we've we've been around since 2003 um at this point we are a a financial consulting firm focused on um efficiency strategies and uh, uh, financial preparedness for individuals, families, small businesses uh, and and kind of everything
0: in between. Now leaving the banking world and starting your own gig, I mean, were you considering yourself an entrepreneur? I mean, have you ever like gone down that line of thinking? like, you, you know, know, in 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 hindsight,
1: it's obvious that that's what I was doing. Um, but, but at the time, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed to have grown up in a, in a household with, with parents that worked really, really hard and, and provided, you know, my siblings and I with, with a great life and a great upbringing, but they both have always had jobs working for companies and for other people. So when I told my parents that, Hey, I'm going to leave my stable bank job and start this, Start this consulting business, I, I think I kind of blew their minds a little bit. Um, entrepreneurship is is something that that I think takes a unique personality type to to be able to do and to be interested in. And it's something that that appealed to me, even though at that time I, I don't think I quite realized. I think I just I think I just wanted to to get out there and do something that was mine and that was my own and, and kind of be the the master of my own fate a little bit.
0: What was it about the banking world that I know you said there's nothing wrong with the banking world, but what itch did it not scratch for you?
1: So I for me, um the there were a lot of customers, there were a lot of people that I engaged with on a daily basis who had needs that that for whatever reasons, whether it be regulations or you know other limitations, we just weren't able to to help them. And and there were so many people that i was seeing that needed frankly they just needed education they didn't know how to balance a checkbook they didn't know how a credit card worked they didn't know how to start a business they didn't know how to sell a business they didn't know how to do all these things and i felt like um the bank was there to serve a need and it was banks do that very well but it's it's the services that they provide are very reactionary right mm-hmm. um, most people don't go to the bank to to say teach me how a Roth IRA works um uh teach me um how and when I should apply for social security mm-hmm. um you know teach me um uh, what is my business worth right i mean your banker can't tell you that they're not qualified to to tell you that and I just saw a, a hole in the in the marketplace, especially in 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 Arkansas. there's there's great um there are great companies in our country that um, they tend to cluster in sort of your major metropolitan areas and and is not one of those. And so there just really wasn't a lot of of ability for that need to get met. and I just I decided, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there
0: and change that. Well, I've been a uh, public school teacher, uh, been an adjunct professor, and even now, you know, almost twenty years later, uh, from when you started the business, I don't think our financial literacy has really changed all that much. No, uh, yeah, like I, I I just remember being a teacher and this guy coming uh, from like a financial institution. Uh, he was there to get people to open up a Roth IRA, and I was like, "What is that? What's a Roth?" I had literally never heard the term ever before yeah. in my life. Yep,
1: yeah, I'm I'm really proud of of how much work we've done in the last twenty years, but I'll be the first to admit that we've only scratched the surface. I mean, there's just so many people that that just don't know, and and it's you know, um, not well, knowing is okay. Uh, It's not like, it's not like it's a, it's a huge fault of anyone. You don't know what you don't know oftentimes. And, and the only way to fix that is to, is to, to educate yourself, begin learning and seeking out people who, who can help you with that educational process.
0: So I I feel like for me, there was a time and I, I don't know, I think it was around the time when, so when I was a teacher, I was in Houston, Texas Uh, this was like 2010, I guess. Um, And I think I was making like around 55, 60K, no kids, still eating Taco Bell, you know, Subway. So I had a lot of disposable income. And it was like the first time in my life, like I had never, I don't think I'd ever had more than like 300 bucks in my (laughs) banking account. (laughs) Yeah. So it was the first time of my life where I was like, wow, I have like I have money like what the heck do I even use this on point that I'm getting at um, I feel like everyone has a moment in their life when they realize, hey, there's there's something there's some kind of um, not riddle here, but like, there's something more to my finances than just like collecting the paycheck like yep. when the Roth IRA was explained to me and I started to understand like what is a 401k what does it mean to be vested like all these different things yep. it began to open up my eyes to opportunities to make money and wealth that I think a lot of us are um uh, ignorant to And for a lot of our listeners on the show today, a lot of people who are listening today, they started their business for a similar line of thinking of, wow, I like I have a a guy that I talked to who he's been in sales for 20, 25 years. And the way he put it was, I have literally made millions for the corporations that I've worked for. And it's only recently that I began to think about wealth for myself. Yeah, um, I'm sure you have conversations like this often with your customers. Yep. Um, so, tell me, tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're hitting the nail on the head, and and people go through a natural process. What you described is a is a is a normal experience for most people, right? There, we're we're in college. We're we're 22 years old. We have our first job. We're completely broke. Uh, maybe we're worse <laughs> than broke because we've got student loans and car yeah. loans and everything else but there's there's a point at which you realize okay I need to I need to become more intentional with with what I'm doing I need to have a plan I need to I don't need to 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 make my financial decisions by default anymore right like that we all can remember the point at which you 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 live your life over the weekend. And then you check your bank balance on Monday morning to find out how bad it is, you know? And, and that's, that's not intentional. That's, you know, that is, is, is living your life by accident. And, and the thing I try to really preach to our clients, those individual clients especially is you should have a plan. And yes, that plan should involve leisure. It should involve fun. You should budget to have a good time. You should budget for Taco Bell. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you should also budget for retirement and you right. should budget for kids and you should budget for all these other things. And a budget is not a dirty word, even though a lot of people kind of feel that way, right? You say budget and they get all yeah. uncomfortable. A budget is not a set of handcuffs. A budget is is the lines on the side of the highway that keep you from flying off into the ditch. Right. Um, and so it's important to have that plan. Um, and businesses are no different. You know, small businesses, um, you you've got to be intentional with what you're doing. You've got to pay attention to your PLs, you've got to pay attention to it. Right. Th- and the other thing that I, I talk about a lot is you're not supposed to do it by yourself. There are some really cool um, um, technologies and tools out there that help, but you should not be figuring out your finances. You should not be running your business, by yourself any more than you should be doing your own dentistry or doing your own surgery right like find a professional that you connect with that you trust that can help you do these things um and, and I think that's the other thing that's overlooked too is there's something about finance um that that a lot of people have this DIY mentality and they feel like I just need to I'm supposed to know this right I'm I'm 23 years old. I'm supposed to be an adult and I'm supposed to do all of the adulting things. And I'm supposed to know how to do this stuff. No, you're not, Hmm. you're supposed to get someone to help teach you this. Unfortunately, it's not taught in our education system as well as I would like, but we can't change that tomorrow. So people need to know that the resources are out there. The education is out there. The people to help are out there. Like you and me,
0: yeah, and it's interesting, too, because I think about how short term a lot of us are in the sense of like you talked about, you know, running a business, managing your p and um, I think there is a group of listeners who maybe don't even know what a p and l is. Yeah, um, and by the way, that's not to shame you. That's mm-hmm. totally normal. When you're a tiny small business, a lot of this yep. terminology you just you just aren't aware of, and that's fine. Yep. What I will say, though, is um in terms of being so short term, I've noticed that a lot of business owners they budget their business with like a runway of like 3 months. Yeah, not understanding and I, and I not if people have been listening to me, they've this is going to be totally like, you know, beating a dead horse. Um, but I talk a lot about the 10-year game of yeah. entrepreneurship, running a business. You know, Pinnacle Advisors, you guys have been in business for almost 20 years. Uh, so I don't know what those first couple of years were like for you. I hope for you, they were amazing. But for a lot of people, I know that, or I know for me, I started the business and I thought I was doing math and I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be a multimillionaire. And like, six months. I don't think I got my first customer until like my second or third month. (laughs) And so I I bring this up because I know a lot of business owners out there who, you know, they burn the ships, they quit the job, you know, they have $10,000 in savings. Uh, And one example, I talked to a woman who she had about 10 grand saved up. It was the first month of her business. And she was like, Hey, I'm paying for a commercial. What do you think? And I was like, uh, well, how much is the commercial? And she was like $8,000. And I was like, "Ouch!" I, I would not do that if I were you. And she was yeah. like, well, I already paid for it. So <laughs> I Oof. don't know what, I don't know what happened to her. I never saw her again. So, oh, you know, but my point is, is it's, that is the mentality of business owners often yeah. is let me just burn money, throw as much money into this. And they don't have that, that, runway that you're talking about that intentional plan yep um, do you come across this yourself all the time yeah um uh, business owners people
1: that have that entrepreneurial Gene that 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 they want to do that um a lot of times they are um they're dreamers right they're big idea people they they, right. they know how their business is going to change the world and and that's amazing but sometimes they fall short on on translating their their goals and their vision and their heart with with how you know how things are going to hit them right uh, the old uh, the old mike tyson quote that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face which is right. one of my favorite quotes of all time but um yeah every time a business owner comes to me with a business plan and and so often you know that's a big part of our business is to is to help get those businesses open, help them get funded, um, help them get off the ground. We serve as sort of a third-party CFO for a lot of these businesses. You and I are similar in that in that vein, um, do a lot of coaching. I've never seen a business owner come to me with the right expectations in terms of what it's going to cost. And, and not only do they underestimate how much money they should have, but... They they look at their um their their P and L their their cash flow statement after the first two months and they're freaking out because it's a negative number and it's yeah. like <laughs> we tell them all the time you you judge your home your household budget on a month by month basis you judge your business's budget in the first few years on an annual basis six months at the at the shortest because you're going to have ebbs and flows um, I met this morning with a business. Um, in the month of November, uh, their month of November, they had uh, about $80,000 uh, in the negative for the month of November. But this month, year to date, they'll make $5 million. Mm-hmm. You know, So if you're focused on month to month, yeah, November looked ugly, but it, it looked ugly because they bought a bunch of inventory. They spent money they needed to spend. It's going to make them money in the future. So I was cheering them for having an eighty thousand dollar you know negative number on their on their p and l because the the move that they made is good for taxes. it's good for strategy um so you can't you can't judge a business on those short term cycles. It's mm-hmm. just you're gonna you're gonna drive yourself crazy.
0: It reminds me of a consulting firm I worked for where an average month would be somewhere between two hundred and three hundred k, but yep. there was one month uh we were looking at the financials there was one month that we made $8,000. That's it. Nice. It was the month of December. Yeah. Because for a couple of reasons, um, we shut down the business for an entire week. Everyone, all yeah. employees take an entire week off, mm-hmm. um, between Christmas and new year's. Um, and then it was a consulting firm focused around, um, team building leadership management. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't paying for big team events in December because people are going on vacation. They're on holiday or whatever, yep. but I love your insight there because if you're looking at just December as a localized month, there'd yep. be a lot of panic there. You know, we typically do 300 K we just did $8,000. Yep. Think about how much of that negative is going to be for the month. So yeah,
1: no, that's exactly right. And there's a there's a natural cycle throughout a year that all businesses go through. I don't know of any business that is consistent month over month in terms of their expenses and their income. You you have to you have to look at those and you got to pull the lens back. Um the other thing that I would say not to shift gears on you, but this comes to mind too because this is the thing I feel like I say the most to both individuals and business owners is You have to build your business and get into that flow and get into that routine, but you have to have the understanding that that routine is going to change and it's going to get disrupted. Sometimes good things, sometimes bad things, but wherever you are right now is not where you're going to be in two years. It's just not. Hopefully, you're better off. Hopefully, you continue to grow and climb and and improve, but you might not. And so, being prepared and, and expecting change... Is, is critical. Um, things like proper emergency funds, proper insurance, um, the stuff that's not really sexy, like no one wants to talk about insurance. I'm sorry. It, th- there's nothing exciting about insurance, but not having that pr- done properly can be absolutely devastating. And so it's important to um, to pay attention to those things, even though they're they're not fun conversations, and in, especially in a business context, it's important to revisit those on an annual basis.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, are You, you are need you, to be. I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: Yeah, no, I, you you need to be mindful of that. Was all I was yeah. going to
0: say. Well, I mean, we're two years removed. It's, I mean, removed. I mean, we're still living it, but we just yep. we. I mean, COVID, um, yeah. 2020, totally annihilated a number of businesses, some businesses, and we've talked about this on the show before some businesses flourished and did really well. Um, you know, when we talk about preparedness, what, where's the line between I'm doing enough to cover my bases and here's something no one, because it does feel like there's like a fuzziness there of like, you know, I actually had someone who, um, right after COVID happened, they reached out to me and they're like, Hey, what kind of content do you have on like responding to COVID? And I was like, uh, it's a worldwide pandemic. So I don't have any content around, you know, I have some like basic management content, but you know, it's, it's, it's this thing we've never experienced before, you know, it was conversations now about a possible recession. Um, maybe we're already in a recession. Um, I would say we are, I have customers, people I've talked to who um you know, hey, I'm worried about um my buyers drying up um what's 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 your take on all of this and and again, maybe a second part of that question is there a difference between being prepared and fearful if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, I think that right there is the key point. I think if you are if you are looking at, your situation, if you're, if you're looking at preparedness from the perspective of, I want to be ready to to roll with the punches. I want to be ready to deal with whatever may come. That's to me, that's good. That's healthy. But if you are, if you are living in fear, if you are, um, you know, filling your basement with dried canned <laughs> goods, and ammunition. I mean, that's sorry,
0: sorry for all of our bunker people, listeners. <laughs> Listen, if that's
1: your thing, that's awesome. Um, I, but, but from a business perspective, if you're spending all of your business assets to, to, to do that, you're hamstringing your business. Right. Um, and so I, um, I think that there is a fine line and and this is where you kind of have the art and the science of of these of these coaching models and these financial planning uh practices because there's not a one size fits all answer there's not a there's not a magic formula uh generally speaking i like to tell individuals that you know 3 to 6 months of of household expenses um is 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 really your your target and and how do you decide between 3 and 6 months it's kind of based on feel it's based on what you as as the as the client are most comfortable with um it also depends on where you put that money and and, and where you know liquidity and and uh, risk factors and things from a business perspective uh, it, it depends on the business if you are a high what I call a high velocity business where there's tons of money coming in and out like crazy I think of like um, a roofing company. You know, the cash flow swings from mon- money in to money out are enormous. So they need to have a larger cushion than a, um, let's say, a, a small, uh, like a small insurance agency. I think of another client of ours, uh, the, this small insurance agency that has these established Streams of revenue that are very consistent. Now they're not They're not exactly the same, but there's not these huge swings in cash flow. So their need to have cash on hand is a little bit lower, but it's still there. So it's all really relative to the nature of the business, the nature of the economy. The there are so many factors that go into it. And to your point on COVID, I think COVID underscores this point. No one could have predicted, obviously, what what has happened, but you see the businesses that were at least prepared for an unknown event frankly have have thrived it's been a really interesting case study to watch certain businesses collapse utterly and other businesses absolutely flourish mm-hmm. um and 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 you start looking you know we've started doing surveys amongst our client base and started trying to figure out what was the what was the secret ingredient that helped business a do so well while business B right next door just shut their doors.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think what's interesting too, and this is interesting for our listeners also. There's some kind of insight there on the ability to pivot and innovate. Um, I can think about, I was on a phone call. So, so my business has always been very digital. You know, we have the podcast, um, you know, we have digital customers, uh, and that was important to me maybe because I'm a millennial who knows. Um, but I remember being on a phone call with someone right as COVID happened and they did like in-person training events. And, um, so, you know, everything was shut down so they couldn't do, couldn't do it. And, um, we were kind of just swapping notes and they were like, Hey, so like, what do you, what's your take on like, what, what we should do? And I said, well, I mean, I would shift to digital. Like if you don't shift to digital, you're dead basically. And, um, what was interesting was how they responded was, well, you can't, you can't replicate what we do in person. Like, that's not an option for us. Um, their unwillingness to pivot and even maybe burn the ships, uh yep. they are no longer in business so i mean that's kind of just is what it is right and yeah. so i i just think about for all of us listening you know being able to retool your business rethink your business um especially when you're forced to uh which hopefully knock on wood you know we don't experience something like COVID again yeah. but who knows right so i don't know yeah,
1: yeah. i think it's proven that that you know. I I certainly was not thinking something on this scale was likely or, frankly, even uh, – well, w- was going to happen. No one expected it. But I'm certainly preparing for it to happen again now. I think we all should be. Uh, mm-hmm. I pray that
0: it doesn't, but it certainly could. Yeah. So, we're getting towards the end of our show. I want to – You know it's it's great talking to you victor because obviously you're you're a a bastion of knowledge like i can already just tell you got (laughs) a lot of great insights and you're you're it sounds like you're helping so many different customers it's it's grown your expertise to the point that you can very easily jump into oh yeah here's what someone should do here's what someone should be thinking about um before we get to the very end of our show i want to go all the way back to young Victor, <laughs> <laughs> okay. forty years ago, yeah. when you started your business, when you got out yep. of banking, um, just talk to us. Share a little bit about those first few years, first few months. I mean, when you yeah. reflect, what what are the memories that come to the surface? You know,
1: it, you've used the f- you've used the phrase "burn the ships," which which is a personal favorite of mine as well. There is a there's a level of commitment that you have to make you you've got to spend enough time when you start a business to be to be certain that you're it's what you want to do and it's where you want to be um and then you've got to you've got to commit you've got to wholeheartedly commit and you can't have one foot on the shore and and you know and and have a backup plan in mind because as soon as something goes really bad uh you're you're going to you're going to pull that plug and you're going to go jump into the life raft mm-hmm. and so that is a philosophy that that i i really had to to employ you you said you know you hope that my first few years were super successful and they 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 from a financial perspective we were not setting the world on fire in the first few years we were blessed and the business grew but i will tell you that for me it was less about financial success and more about seeing success on a personal level and, and i will tell you a story um one of my first clients uh i had i was brand new and uh, this young couple came to me and um uh they were in their early 20s they had a, a little boy beautiful little baby and they said look we want to just we want to get our financial house in order we want to make sure that we're in good shape so we kind of just started with the basics and and you know a simple estate plan life insurance make sure their budget was in good shape um you know go through all their employee benefits the, the normal you know the stuff mm-hmm. you would think that you would normally do well um uh four or five years go by and uh um they uh come back we're having one of our annual meetings and they now have twin little girls their son is, gosh three or four and they have twins and and the husband is has found out he's got cancer and yeah, and um, he didn't he didn't survive and so his his widow is now a, a, a widowed mother of three with with twin one-year-old baby girls and a five-year-old son and and she they did the right things and and obviously it was not in their plan for for him to not be here but their plan incorporated the what if and Mm. so they were she's she's okay even to this day she's she's doing great you know and the kids are are doing well and and it's it's a tragic situation but oftentimes those tragic situations those big unexpected events come with a complete collapse or, or come with just you know these 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 echo effects of, of tragedy over tragedy, over tragedy. And to me, that's where I'm so dogmatic about, about being prepared. And, you know, that was a big turning point for me, uh, feeling like I got to, to be a part of, of helping them really, really crystallized for me that like, what I'm doing is helping people and I need to continue to do it because Mm -hmm. if I don't, maybe no one will.
0: I had an old boss who would call it rocket fuel it was those moments that were so, you you talked about it being crystal clear. It just wakes you up to your purpose, what you're doing, why it matters. And it's rocket fuel because hopefully it, it, you know, spurns you on to doing even more amazing stuff. I agree. Absolutely. yeah. Victor, it's been so great having you on the show today. We're out of time, uh, for people listening who are like, okay, I think I might need to call this guy. I might need to reach <laughs> out to this guy. I need some yeah. financial help for myself, for my business, especially, you know, yep. as you know, you mentioned, Hey, I think we might, we probably are in a recession. Yep. Uh, and I don't, I don't disagree by the way. I just don't have comments on it. Cause I know nothing about, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. For people listening who are thinking, okay, I want to make sure my bases are covered, but especially for my business, I want to make sure there's, there's a good handle on my finances. I'm thinking the right things, especially as we go into, you know, maybe the next fiscal year. I want to make sure things are straight and and on the right, on the right path. What's, what's the best way for people to reach out to you?
1: Yeah, um, so they can they can reach out uh, through our website, uh, which is uh, Pinnacleadvisor.net uh, advisor singular A-D-V-I-S-O-R.net. Um, They can also uh, reach out to me directly by email, which is Victor at pinnacleadvisor.net. Happy to, to help anybody uh, that, that needs it. Uh, yeah, man, anybody in your in your audience that, that we can help I would I would love to
0: okay well victor thank you so much for being on the show today this was awesome and you're always welcome back i appreciate it i look forward to, to coming back in the future thank you so much of course hey for our listeners if you enjoyed today's episode what the heck are you waiting on? Click the subscribe button and the follow button so we keep bringing you good advice wherever you are. Don't forget, we are on the radio every Thursday at 10 a.m. Central Time. You can find us more on our website or on our LinkedIn page where we'll share more details on that. And don't forget also, if you want to support the podcast, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash good advice. Having said that, thank you all of you for your support over the many years uh, that have come together to make this podcast what it is. And we'll catch you next time. Have a great- great great time. See you later.